reference, but you were so excited by it. <laughs> All right, we're fine. <laughs> All right, punch it, Chewie. It's a, it's a it's a reference from Star Wars. All right. What's up, guys? Sean Bowen, Full Circle Investment Group, and WholesalingOutOfTheBox.com. Back at it again for another Lunchtime Live. And like the title says, guys, today we're going to talk about what it's like to make a low cash offer to a seller that says they have a higher cash offer. What does that sound like? What does it look like? So, guys, as you come on, um, I know we're hearing this in the podcast world, and you get to see us on YouTube but this is being done in a live setting. So if you guys come on, uh, hit that button over there that allows StreamYard to see where you're coming from. We get to see who's talking to us and uh, if we can interact with you, we will. Um, so today, again, we're talking about low cash offers and why, how it makes sense. And this is a big one to just sticking to your number, right? Knowing your numbers and knowing that that's typically what has to happen. Um, in today's market, this is being recorded in 2020. Um, we are in a market where it is booming, right? And it is, houses are going on the market. They're selling in hours um, in a day or two at full price offer over asking price. Um, and this is for whether it can be fix and fix, uh, fix and flips, or it can be um, retail sales, right? Where it's something that's actually in not bad condition, but guys are scooping them up left and right. So how do you get your offer accepted when you have a lower cash offer and it's on an off-market deal? And the way that we do this is by building massive rapport with the seller, right? So one of our big things that we use is a credibility kit. And that's a documentation that goes out via email. And it just talks about who we are as a company. It lists who we are. It's got all of our uh, team members on it. Um, everybody that works and is part of the deals, they're going to see ahead of time. So they get a visual who this person is. Um, so as of today, our, our team is myself, Ashley, Cam, um, Jacob, and Kaylee. Um, and those are our team members that operate as, as a company, as in a full, full operation, right? Full circle, if you will. <laughs> so at some point in time, there's gonna be a connection to one of those people, right? So then they get to know those people ahead of time. They get to see who they're going to talk to. Um, it's a very connection point type piece of paperwork. <clears throat> so they get to see their maybe significant other. Um, it just allows them to make a connection, right? So if you're dealing with somebody that's just a normal sale, you might get a letter from somebody that just says, yeah, we want to buy it. Here's our offer. And there's no rapport. There's no knowledge in who that person is maybe what their likes are, their interests, you know, how they got into the business. This, um, this piece of paper is giving a lot of information. So it gets to more of a connection to get to know each other. Right. And that usually means more to people than it does about the almighty dollar. So people like to do business with people that they like, trust and believe. Right. This is another piece of that. So having this documentation um, is allowing you to build that rapport. Right. So having that sent out to them, hey, thanks for the time of the talk. I just wanted to get you this information. Um, it's just a little credibility kit. You know, any major company or any company that's a real company should be able to have one. Um, hopefully the guys that are working with or making you offers can send you one as well um, so that you can see who you're dealing with. Right. Why is there this have to be this feeling of there's just an empty person behind it? Right. Why not get to know the people you're working with? Most people want to do that. So building that credibility kit is huge. 
right? And if it's just you in the beginning, fine. It's just you. But as your team builds and you build that up, it helps, right? We have gotten contracts at a lesser price because somebody said, main reason I went with you is because I felt like I knew your team. Um, I got to read a little bit about them. I got to understand who you guys were. And I just trusted you more than the other guys, right? And that was a lower offer. So the other side of this is, what is it like when it's just the money thing, right? It's And you get these sellers where they're talking about this. Well, you know, I've got an offer for $90,000. Well, let's talk about that. You know, if somebody's going to go in and fix it up and they're going to do repair cost of X amount of dollars, and I'm just going to throw some quick numbers. Let's just say it's going to retail for the HDTV ready moment of 250 grand. And somebody says they're going to have to do $50,000 worth of work but yet they're gonna come in and pay, I don't know, $190,000 for the home. Those numbers don't work, right? They don't work for a resale, for a profit, for, they're just too high. So Mr. Seller, you know, I'm trying to explain these numbers to you based on what most of the market does and most people, we all know each other and do the same kind of business. I just don't see how that's gonna actually happen. So do you trust that that person's actually gonna be able to close for you? And then it puts a little bit of questioning to, there maybe I don't know they didn't think about that because they just saw a number right we deal with this a lot and that's okay we don't close the door on it we leave it open to say hey we're here we're here to help and it might not be the highest offer but we can make sure and guarantee that we know that that number does work and we're going to be able to close on it for you so <clears throat> it's very important to stick to your numbers don't vary off of them just because some seller says they have a higher offer right unless you are the in true in buyer Right. And this is we're talking to the wholesale side of things. But unless you're the end buyer that can perform on it, actually close and know that you have no contingencies. You shouldn't be putting that offer out if the numbers don't work at the 70, 75 percent loan to value number. It just doesn't work. There's not enough spread there. Right. You have to keep this in mind when you're working with sellers, because you have sellers that are making life decisions. Remember, most sellers most homeowners buy one to three homes in their lifetime. They don't deal in the day-to-day -day operations stuff like we do. So they're making life decisions on selling this home based on you telling them that you're going to buy it, right? And even if you're being transparent and telling them like, hey, I work with buyers, you know, they're gonna bring, come them through, they're gonna see the property, they're actually gonna take my spot, you know, all the wholesale talk. You have to know that your numbers are gonna work because that person could be making moves in their life to leave this home in order to move somewhere else and are relying on you to make sure that, that money comes to them. We're actually dealing with one of these right now that we have a deal where the seller got in contract with, we know as a wholesaler, we actually spoke to the person and they gave them an offer that just does not make sense. And because they're so convincing in their talk, the seller is thinking they're actually going to close, right? Not only that, but then we get an email saying that the deal comes out, you know, it's three or four grand higher than what they have it contracted for. So they're not being transparent about what they're doing. And she's making life decisions. She needs this 80 some thousand dollars to live on. And she is moving out of the home and moving to another location to have a better life, live closer to family. Like there's all these things that she's doing. And unfortunately, this company is just not being transparent with her and letting her know what's really going on, right? So you have to keep that in mind, guys. People are making life decisions on what you're telling them, right? So you can't look at this as just a number for your side either. You've got to be 
very, very diligent in what you're doing. So making these cash offers is sticking to your numbers. It's not always about the high number. It's about, you know, the little things too. I, I talk about, we talk about empathy and trying to work with people on their problems that they're having in order to really connect with the person, right? Um, one example was, is we had a deal where this lady wanted to sell the home and the other guys were telling her they were going to give her more money. It didn't come through. Um, and there was one piece of this conversation that she kept bringing up. And this is one I was actually involved in. Um, and it was something about the chandelier. And she wanted a chandelier to go with her. This was her home she grew up in, the home she built a family in. Um, it just, it's the house has been in her family for a long time. And the chandelier had a lot, a lot of, of a personal touch to her where it needed to go with her, right? So I said, look, what we'll do is we'll get everything wrapped up, get everything moved out, and we will figure out how to get that chandelier down for you in a box wrapped up, ready to go. And she's like, would you really? I was like, yeah, why not? Like, I'm trying to help you. And that's obviously a big deal. So I want to make sure you get this thing to your new home. And she was like, you know, nobody's offered to do that. And I know it's small and it's insignificant to you, but it really means a lot that you want to take the time to do that. And I just, you have to use, use that and listen to it to know that that's a big contingency on why you might or might not get this deal. Right. So taking the time to listen to people is really important, but also caring about them. And it's not about the money, guys. Everybody does this business for money and it's, it's, that's how we make a living. It's great. And it's a really good business, but you got to remember like you are helping people. And if you're not, you're probably in the wrong industry, <laughs> um, especially real estate. A lot of people are making decisions, even in today's market and it is booming. People are making decisions for life decisions. Like they are making huge decisions on moving their family, moving their lives, like changing things in order to get where they need to go because you promised them a number. And if that number is too big, then you're not going to be able to close on it. So you need to stick to your numbers. All right. So very, very important to build that rapport with your sellers. You know, talk about the property, explain in detail to sellers why your number is what it is. You know, if you're not analytical and they're not analytical, you need to kind of understand how to toe that line and help them understand what's going on about why you can't pay that number and then explain maybe why it doesn't work for somebody else saying they're going to pay that number. Okay. So again, guys, it's really important to stick to your numbers, know what you're going to do as far as making your offers, be very diligent in taking the time to listen to people and help that seller. Right. It's again, it's not always about the money. Most of the time it's not about the money at all. It's about, are you actually solving their problem and helping them get through a situation that could be pretty traumatic or it could just be something that's minute to you, but to them, it's a massive deal. Um, and again, they don't, you know, we, we sell houses every day, all day. And if you're in this industry for a long time, you'll get through a lot of stories, but the ones that'll stick to you the most are the ones that are probably the more heartfelt ones that allow you to realize you're truly helping somebody. And I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoy that stuff. It's fun. Um, you can't get this time back. So you spend it with sellers. And if you truly care, it usually comes out to both parties benefiting. But there's always that cool feeling <clears throat> when somebody closes on a home and you get that big hug or huge handshake. Thank you so much. You really helped us through the situation. You know, these are the types of things that you can't put a dollar on, at least the way I look at it. So do good business, you know, be build rapport with your sellers, 
you know, go out there and actually try to care and get somebody done with their situation instead of just caring about the number. Um, and remember when you back out of these contracts, if you do, you need to be very clear about why and give the person heads up. Don't go crickets on them, you know, two, three days prior to closing. And then all of a sudden you just disappear. We've picked up contracts because of that. Um, you know, the guy said he was going to close and we haven't heard anything. And then Sean, I don't know where this guy went and can you help me? Right. Cause we left the door open, you know, we said, Hey, it doesn't work. I get it. That number just doesn't work for us. But if it doesn't close, you know, we're here to still help you. The number is going to be the same. We just can't get to that number. So we're here and lo and behold, they do come back and work with you. So that'll be it for today, guys. Thanks so much for taking the time to hang out with us. Always remember if you need anything, check us out at wholesalingoutofthebox.com. Um, there's always a podcast to listen to. We've got our YouTube channel over there and love the feedback. If you would good, bad, and different. I don't care. I want anything that tells us maybe you do something different, um, and the way that you do business. So always looking forward to hearing that feedback from you guys. Again, guys, appreciate you taking the time to listen to us as always wholesalingoutofthebox.com. If you need anything, we're here. PM me. Talk to you soon. Later. Hey everyone, it's Ashley with Wholesaling Out of the Box. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We've got a lot more content coming for you on your podcatcher of choice, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. So we'd really, really appreciate it if you would be willing to write a review if you have the time today for us down on whatever, wherever you're listening to this, because reviews help us so much to get in front of more people. And it lets us see what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you're interested in, things like that. So give us any kind of feedback. Sean and I are always saying we like all feedback, all uh, constructive criticisms so that we can get better, so that we can give you the content that you're looking for. So if you could leave us a review, that would be magical. And that's, that's it. Thanks for listening.